Hey, I'm Mike Russell from Music Radio Creative and welcome to the Adobe Audition podcast. I'm interviewing power users with this awesome audio editing software. We'll reminisce back to the Cool Edit Pro days through to the introduction of multi-track editing and bring you right up to date with Adobe Audition CC and features like the Essential Sound Panel. To get the full transcript and episode back catalogue, head over to mrc.fm slash AAP. That's mrc.fm slash AAP. My guest on this show is Naomi Mercer-McKell. Now, Naomi has been working as a voiceover actor since 2004. She started her career in Los Angeles. And some notable gigs include the voice of Facebook's name pronunciation feature, Mass Effect 2, and a recent favourite for her, the female superhero Emera in the series of the same name. She's now living in Seattle with her husband and new baby boy who seems right now at the moment to be the star of her Instagram. Naomi, welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Fantastic. It's great to have you here. So give us an overview. Obviously, um, fantastic voiceover actor um, doing many notable gigs, but how exactly are you using Adobe Audition? Oh, gosh. Um, I use it every single day, uh, whether it is to audition for jobs or whether I am uh, doing a job and I am creating content for a client. And then I also use it when I have live sessions. Um, I will, I was saying earlier that I use Source Connect to be able to do sort of like a it's like the new ISDN uh, where I can be recording my audio into their DAW in real time, but then I always back it up with a session in Audition myself. Um, I feel like, how am I not using Audition? It's, uh, it's a real core part of my workflow. That's fantastic. So super high tech, yeah, with Source Connect. That's amazing. So like you say, you know, the person is recording their end and they're getting a good quality feed. You're recording your end. (laughs) It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So um, you started uh, voiceover back in 2004. So when you you got started, is there there anything you can isolate or over the years since you've been a voiceover actor, um, some of the best audio or audio production advice that you've ever received? The best advice I received and the best that I put to use in order to be able to advance my career as a voiceover actor was to be savvy in my software, in the the DAW that I'm using, which it just really gives you an edge because honestly, being talented is... (sighs) it's not that special. (laughs) There's so many people trying to do what I do. And there's so many unique approaches to a character that several of them will work when you're sitting on the casting side. And if one of them is able to sort of be a part of the team on the production side where they can provide you with the files or if they need pickups, you can just get them right back to them because you've got your own home studio and you are able to record your own clean audio yourself. And um, that just makes you so much more valuable to uh, any kind of audio production that that kind of gave me an edge. So at first I got that as advice. Then I started using that advice and I realized that was what was helping me advance my career more than other voiceover actors who were just talent, air quotes. You know, they just stand there and need everybody else to do 
all of the the production help. They they don't know any of that side of it. That's awesome. Yeah, that, I mean, that's really good advice, definitely, to, to get as many, I guess, strings to your bow as you possibly can. So you're, you're not just the talent, but you're, you're doing other things. So, I mean, how far do you go? I mean, would you go ahead and, and produce uh, the audio, completely clean it up, cut it? What, how far do you go with, with that kind of stuff? It really depends on the job, but... Um Sometimes, yes, I there's been radio spots where I've produced the entire thing from start to finish. If you've got the right plugins, you can make anything sound uh, production quality or broadcast quality. But then sometimes, you know, like, for example, with the 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 name pronunciation feature on Facebook, they really had their own idea of exactly how they wanted things to sound. And so all they wanted from me was the very cleanest audio possible. So I just have to make sure that the files are precise and clean and turn them in as flawless as possible. And then they would prefer to do the rest. So it's kind of case by case. That's interesting. Tell me a little bit more about that um, Facebook name pronunciation feature. For those listening right now who, who are not aware of the feature, what is it? How does it work? And, and how did that gig happen? Tell us more. Oh, goodness. Well, um, it started as a research and development project. So it was like right after Facebook bought Oculus Rift, they wanted there to be sort of a voice of Facebook, wow. similar to Siri for the iPhone and all of the Apple products. And then that never entirely came into fruition as far as a voice of Facebook, or perhaps it it will eventually. I have no idea. You know, I just have to turn in the product and see what happens. Um, but they did have the name pronunciation feature. And so you don't actually record the words that they end up using I mean, for this, they took, I believe it was the 1,000 most common female first and last names and the 1,000 most common male first and last names. And then they take, they, they break it down into the, the word phenomes, the pieces of the words, and they put all of that into a database. Wow. And then this, this is all rolled out to, um, every account in the United States anyway. So it's 196.2 million accounts where if you look on your own Facebook page and you go into the about section of you, you can scroll down to where it says your name and there's three options of how to say your name. And, um, you know, one will be like Naomi Mikel, <laughs> Naomi Mikel. Or Naomi <laughs> Mackel, and then you choose the one that sounds the most like you. And then people who have names that are, you know, they're always everybody pronounces it wrong or it's tough to pronounce. That way they can just have it play back where it's like, oh, that's how you say that person's name. And so if you look underneath a lot of different Facebook pages, they'll have it. Um, and there's a play button. And then when it presses play, it draws from that database ties all those syllables together and pronounces that person's name in the way that they wish for their name to be said. Wow. 
Wow, that's amazing. That, yeah. I mean, that sounds like a super cool project. It's not a feature I was aware of, so I have to try and check it out and see if it's uh, available in the UK as well. But uh, the fact that, you, like you say, you can get those thousand most common names, male and female, and then put together all, all the other sounds, I guess, to make up the, the sounds exactly. of maybe a surname, that's phenomenal. For the synthetic voice, I mean, we'll see if it ever turns into anything, but that one was even more interesting because they would just choose phrases that were supposedly random but oh my gosh they were so bizarre some of them were downright disturbing so you would have to say this phrase once in a quote normal voice once in a happy voice once in a bored voice and once in a hyper articulated voice and then some of the sentences were i'd be like what the heck is this it'd be like um they found the bodies lying face down, hugging each other. I was like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) But then apparently they break it all down into just the syllables, have it go into this database, and then it can draw from these syllables and say anything. You know, it's, it's a completely synthetic voice that can say anything at all. That's amazing. So now you're kind of uh, immortal. Your voice is immortalized in the cloud somehow. That's amazing. It's interesting. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah, well, absolutely. And it's amazing what you say about um, the way you have to deliver different takes. So you have to do the normal, the happy, the bored. Yes. And it makes me wonder, I, I don't know anything about how this technology works, but I do have an Alexa and I do have a Google Home. And I often ask Google um, to set me a timer. And I don't know if it's just me, my mind playing tricks on me, but sometimes it sounds like Google is happy and sometimes it sounds like she's bored uh, right. when she's setting the timer for me. And I'm like, is that is that the same way you told me you were setting the timer yesterday? So mm-hmm. <laughs> that might have something to do with it. But that's I fantastic. Know. So did that take you a long time to record all those phrases? How long was that project in total? It was very long. It was, you know, they wanted it to be done as soon as possible, as everybody always does. And it was at least 40,000 words. It was like, 10 to 12 hour days for about four to five weeks. And sometimes I was doing six days a week. Wow. That was a really tough one. Mm-hmm. My goodness. The, me. the name pronunciation feature I did separately a few months later. And that one was more um, just uh, five to six extra hours at the end of my day, four to five days a week. So that one wow. wasn't nearly as intense. Sure. But, my goodness. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those ones are a doozy. That's interesting. So that kind of leads me on to my next question, and maybe that's it. But what would you say is the most challenging project that you've uh, you've worked on in the world of audio? Technically challenging, it would definitely have been that one. Um, but oh, I want to say the the Imara character that I played recently for the the Imara mm. series that takes place over in. United Emirates, that one, you know, the character, I, well, I want to say that one was challenging, but it actually was just so darn fun. And it came so naturally that it, it was more of just a breeze now that I'm thinking about it. (laughs) It was the, the character sometimes, and also, you know, it it was, um, anime influenced it it was very much so like sound effects and things like that were similar to when you do video game jobs and sometimes that could be really challenging you know mass effect 2 was really challenging that director that was a session down in la and 
that director, Jenny McSwain, she's, she's tough that you'll be in a booth and she'll be like, again, another choice. <laughs> Give it to me a different way. Whoa. Okay, move on. And it's like rapid fire. You're just sweating like crazy. And the first, I think you go two hours, then you take a teeny 10 minute break. Then you go two hours, take a teeny 10 minute break. So that was just challenging in the way it felt like I was running a mental marathon, but it's great. Don't get me wrong. I love it. So you've already done so many amazing different projects, but um, Naomi, if there's something really cool uh, that maybe you see in your future, perhaps you haven't even told anyone about yet, what would be that cool project you'd like to work on in the future? Well, (laughs) I do love animation more than anything because I love the voices. And I also, you know, how I got into voiceover was because I have a background as a singer And so I had the audio equipment lying around. I had moved to Los Angeles to become an actor. And then when someone told me I'd be good at voiceover work and I said, well, what even is that? And I started to see, I thought, well, gosh, I know how to do the recording side of it and this and that um, and put it all together. And so things just kind of fell into place. But if I could do a project where I'm a character that gets to sing and has a challenging, uh, you know, character as an actor, that would be the bread and butter for sure. That would be a bucket list job. Wow. Amazing. So singing, so you sing too. Yeah, I sure do. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I had a, in 2012, I had a hip hop album that was slightly funny and slightly good (laughs) (laughs) can you name it can we find it (laughs) it was under the name yeah it was under the name n mercer it's all on spotify see when i got my voiceover career started and i lived in santa monica four blocks from the beach my rent was really expensive and i had like 13 starving actor jobs and so (laughs) i only had a couple of hours in the day to really be going for voiceover work but then i started booking and booking and booking and i thought you know i think i can really do this but i can't if I am up against the wall every month for this high price of rent at this place. And um, I have to work all these jobs to pay that. And I was dating a guy at the time who is now my husband today. And he uh, lived in South Central Los Angeles, which when I first moved to L.A., nobody even went south of the 10 freeway. I sure didn't. I didn't even know what was down there. But Um, it was a whole other world, a whole entire other world that felt like completely separate from the rest of the city. And when I moved there, my rent was like $300 a month. It was ridiculous. And you know what? I credit that to the beginning of my voiceover career. Absolutely. Because I, if there was ever a month where I was going for everything, but maybe wasn't booking anything yet, I still had my bills paid and I could really take risks and go for things. And that was where I booked my first big national commercial. That was where, um, that was where I really started cooking and getting a long client list to keep things sustained in the meantime. And so then I moved to South Central Los Angeles and it was a huge eye opener that this was, there was this entire other 
world on the other side of a freeway from all of Los Angeles that I saw in pop culture. And so I decided to write about it. And also I was surrounded by rappers, really good ones. Like my husband used to be a ghostwriter for Easy e and all the people that he was in rap groups with, they were so talented. You'd just sit there and they'd all freestyle <laughs> around the living room at night. And I would be in awe with my Whoa. mouth jaw on the floor, not understanding how they could just keep going after they still can't think of what to say. And so I started singing hooks in the background of everything that they were doing and also just observing the food desert that I was living in and the way that these people had to live around me that I just felt like everyone was so such good people. Um, I lived in LA for seven years at that point, And I had never known any of my neighbors and despite my own best efforts. I would try yeah. to have all kinds of gatherings, but people are often keep to themselves in the city. But then as soon as I moved to South central, I knew every single neighbor on my block and Different place. everyone wow. looked out for each other and everyone was kind. And, um, so I just started writing stories about it and they all turned into songs and then I released an album and that was the N Mercer album. Yeah. That's really cool. So we've we've already looked a little bit back uh, towards the past, towards 2004, <laughs> towards you starting up your voiceover career, uh, moving to a, a different part of Los Angeles you'd never been to before, uh, and your singing career. Let's go back even further for a moment, Naomi. Let's go back to your maybe your childhood. Sure. And um, give me that one memory around audio that makes you smile, perhaps the thing that started you along this whole path. What would that be? Well, I was always in plays. Uh, all the way back to being uh, probably eight years old. Um, I was in community theater plays with my mom as early as four years old. But I mean, when I was my own character in plays, that started around eight or nine years old. And the audio part of it, memorizing lines and repeating them and doing them in a way where I could do the voices and things like that, I remember one time when my dad said to me, because also it was this way for me in school and everything that I learned, um, that is my channel. That is how I learn. That is how I process. And that is how I communicate is audio. I am an audio learner and just person. And I remember that my dad said that, Naomi, you need to know that this is your way of comprehension. This is your way of this is how you communicate and get your communication from this world in this life. And how crazy that that's here I am today. Being and that is what day. my career is. <laughs> but he was so right. I mean, it's even in college, if it was reading, if it was any other way of me to learn things, if I recorded the lecture, then it was a, a test I was going to ace. Everything, if I hear it, is just going to... I just process it so much better and can recreate things and regurgitate things and mimic things. Um, that's just my way. So I knew that at a really young age. And, uh, and then, yeah, once my father reinforced it, I was sort of felt that it was my gift that I could move forward with. Wow, and now you're in this world. So you, would you say today you're very much mm. a, an audiobook and podcast listening kind of person too? 
Yes. Yes. Well, audiobooks I do love, especially if I'm exercising, because music, yeah. when you try to sing along and you're jogging, it's just a mess. <laughs> but I love it if it's a book. Um, audiobooks, as far as jobs go, I have a special respect for audiobook voiceover actors. <laughs> Those take a woo. Those take an amazing attention span, and somehow I just never got into that part of the genre, um, or that sure. that genre in voiceover. But otherwise, uh, podcasts. I love podcasts. I listen to many. Uh, I you know every day have to get out. That's one of the things yeah. when you're a voiceover <laughs> actor. You have to figure out how you're going to get out of the house every day, and so I have a lineup of podcasts in the queue for when I take my baby for a walk nice. uh, and then, you know, got my headphones on and tune in. Away you go. That's fantastic. So, okay, well, so we've yeah. got a really good uh, background on you there, Naomi. Let's get into Adobe Audition. Obviously, you said at the start, it's the sure. audio editor you're using every day. You love it. You use it to deliver voiceover, uh, to edit, to cut, produce, sometimes even make uh, promos in. So, Let's look at the features. There are so many of them, but if you had to isolate, you had to go down to one and say that's your favorite feature, what would that be inside Adobe Audition? Um, you know, I this might be dorky or boring as far as an answer goes, <laughs> but when I have jobs that require many, many, many individual files, so I can read it all off in one recording. So for example, I have one client where I do, um, phone prompts, you know, yeah. um, you've reached Dr. Mackey's office, that kind of thing. Uh, I have to turn in these certain, um, very low resolution files because they have to be able to play over the, uh, a telephone. So they're like 8k they're, or they're 16 bit 8k files. Sometimes that ULaw format, which Many DAWs can't do. It's so old. It's like not even on the menu anymore. But Audition still has it, which I love. They've got all the stuff of the highest resolution, but they haven't dropped off the lowest stuff in case you still need it. But what I love is the way that the workflow can make me bounce out all the individual files from one long recording that I have. It's faster and easier than better than any other DAW out there, no comparison. And since that is some of my like daily bread and butter clients in between the big jobs, boy, I, I really appreciate it. That's <laughs> I great. really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. The ability to sort of go through and just isolate out um, bits of one file and create individual files really, really quickly without just imagine if you had to go through selecting yeah. each piece and doing it manually. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Be yeah, most, well, most that's, of your day. No, it is terrible. And I've had to do that when I've ha when I've used other software in the past. And then when I discovered how easy it is with Adobe, where I just, you know, um, it's control alt save. And then I can just highlight it and it'll just create an individual file for every single one of those. Yeah. It's literally like a hundred times faster. Save selection as. I love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, uh, aside from that, would you have any other amazing workflows or maybe shortcuts that you, you use in Audition? I've completely redone my keyboard for all my keyboard shortcuts, you know, ah. and I love that. 
um, with Adobe where I don't even, honestly, it's like, it's the keys are connected to my brain and I can't even repeat them back. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? It's hard to tell yeah. you what I even do because I don't say it out loud. It's just my fingers in my mind. But um, what's your most used hotkey? What what do you push the most on your keyboard? What do you find yourself pushing most when you're editing? Oh my, um, probably... I've rerouted or I've redone a, a keyboard shortcut to pull up a plugin where I polish everything at the end. Um, and, you know, the plugins actually, the plugin menu on Audition is, it's good enough. I could just yeah. use that. I, I just happen to have somebody give me um, some Isotope plugins, which also work really good with Audition. And so uh, I pull up an Isotope plugin with, is it the F key? I think it is. And brings it straight up. That's awesome. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. And it just automatically adds it, what I need, onto it at the very end. And and it's a a voiceover, a specific voiceover dialogue preset. I have a dialogue one. I have one that's like, well, one that's for a radio commercial spot. So it's super high on the compression. That's when I said that I've done a couple of radio spots for people where I just... But those are like regional radio spots that I, you know it's anything above that they would insist on doing it themselves of course but um yeah i would say that's the f key and then also the control alt save control alt <laughs> save, save. absolutely yeah so the f key so <clears throat> you literally just hit the f key once on you you select or don't even maybe select you just hit that f key and it goes boom straight through your session and applies the effect and it's done literally like that is it right rather than having to go into the menu and then down to vsts and then to um click the settings and then to isotope (laughs) and then yes yes it's like so many the menu on the menu on the menu on the menu but i just hit the f key and it has it on there automatically which is great. great Wow. And do you know the name of the Isotope plugin you're using? Um, the one that I was just, I have been using for a long time, but it's old, is uh, Nectar Elements. Oh, Nectar, yeah. Um, but, but no, I, uh, what is it? They just came out with seven, I believe. RX Standard. RX, yeah. RX, rather. There's several levels. There's Standard, and then there's the, uh, is it Pro? I That one is... The great one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what I should also mention? Yeah. The way that in Adobe you can select spectral view so that yes. when you hear a pop or a click or something, um, no other software that I've ever used uh, am I able to take out clicks and ticks in my mouth that are in the middle of a word. Sure, you can take it out if the click happens in between words, because you see there's silence there and you just delete the noise that's yeah. made and replace it with no noise. But with that Band-Aid tool, how you can be looking at spectral view and then you can see where the actual click is in the middle of the word and you can scrub yep. it out is freaking amazing. <laughs> I don't have to go back in and re-record things, which... You know, that's not a big deal to do. I'm right here in the booth. But when you are in a long session and you can just scrub out a noise and use the recording that you have, 
You know, I would say that's my favorite feature. I it's don't know perfect. why I didn't mention that first. Yeah, it's really good. It's just, yeah, you, like you say, uh, the rubber band icon, the spot healing brush, and then just you just paint over where that click is and it's gone. It's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. amazing. So, um, okay, we've, we've looked at Adobe Audition. We've looked at uh, many of your shortcuts, your workflows, your favorite features. How about the resources you go to when creating audio? And by that, uh, I mean maybe uh, the gear you have in your studio. Uh, we've already talked a little bit about plugins, but um, let's let's look at uh, the gear you've got. So uh, microphone, audio interface, and anything that you're really sure. excited about. I have a Neumann TLM-103. I have had it forever. And have you ever heard of people saying that a microphone kind of it tunes to a person's voice or it'll get like, they'll get to know each other. <laughs> the wand chooses the wizard. It, it might be a complete <laughs> wives tale. I don't know, but I've had this so long and I, I tell you what, um, it is still as good as the very day that I bought it in like 2002. Wow. I had this thing like 16 years and I have it on a shock mount um, with, you know, all the necessaries and then right now my audio interface is a complete audio six and it's actually great too i love native instruments uh i've i have no complaints about that either i used to use um god what was that thing the old audio box i think that was made by um personas that thing was a piece of garbage (laughs) so uh i think maybe that's why i just appreciate this the the complete audio six so much um and then those are my two most trusted and true that that that, you know that mic with that that's my best combination i have other mics that are meh and I have other backup um, audio interfaces too. Uh, like I was saying, the audio box, I have some others as well, but I don't really think any of them are worth naming. But this is my my money combo. That's good. I like that. Yeah, the Neumann and the uh, the complete audio box to actually get that that microphone into your computer. Uh, really solid combo. So that's um, that's really fantastic. Really good lineup of gear there. And of course, uh, using Audition to, to do all your editing and recording. Um, so yes. then just to wrap up, Naomi, um, what would you tell someone listening to the show right now? Uh, maybe they're an aspiring audio producer. Maybe they want to follow your path. Maybe they, they, they want to start doing some music or they, they want to get into voiceover. Uh, they just want to get into the industry. What would your advice to that person listening right now be? Um, I would say to start making things as soon as possible and just create and have, you know, YouTube search windows and Google search windows be your best friend. And also inside Adobe Audition, um, anytime I have a question, first I go to either Google search window or YouTube. Lots of people think that this stuff is so um, super complicated, but really it's just like driving a car. When you think about how we drive a car, there are a lot of steps that you need to take. You have to be pressing pedals with your feet and turning a wheel with your hands and moving a gear shift and blinkers and everything. But we all just know it and we all just do it automatically. And all of this stuff is exactly the same. And anytime you don't know how to do something, if you type in, how do I do X in X 
in this way, there's going to be several options to do it usually that come up showing you step-by-step ways to do it a lot of times in a video. And then if there isn't, there's Facebook groups like inside Adobe Audition where people are so helpful and uh, you can get your questions answered. And then each time you do that, you know more and more and more and it builds on itself. So I would say you just have to start by creating some material and then you you can go from there. So with voiceover work, really, you have to start by making demos for yourself. And then if you're trying to become a producer of any kind, what is the content you produce? Are you trying to be a composer? What kind of music? Get started creating, you know, just make stuff. And then as you make stuff, questions arise. And as you get those questions answered, you learn more and more and more. And then once you get to a level where you start to feel like you know a little bit more about what you're doing, that's when it's time to start beating the pavement and, you know, yeah. network and market and find jobs and things like that. Definitely. That's that's great advice. And I like it. You're so right that you can easily, you know, open up a tab, go to YouTube and search. And information, I think, is more accessible than it ever has been before. Ever. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's a great time to be uh, to be getting into this. Well, Naomi, thank you so much for joining me. And for anyone listening now who would like to find out more about you and your work, where's the best place to go? Uh, my website, which I'm doing a complete rebranding of that I'm so excited for my new website to come out next month. Right now, it is NaomiMercer.com. But since I got married and did all, t- took on adulting by storm, <laughs> um, my name is now Naomi Mercer McKell. So my website will still have a catch-all. So if you just go to NaomiMercer.com, even next month when it changes to NaomiMercerMikkel.com, it will work. So I'll just give you that one. NaomiMercer.com will take you to anything you need to know about me. Straight there. And what about that Instagram where we can find the, the cute baby pics? (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's at Naomi Mercer McKell. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> but you know what? My Instagram feed is at the bottom of my website. And so oh, you can just see it down there. Just go to the you website. You can click on it from there. It's all there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. Naomi, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Oh, it was my pleasure, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. That concludes this episode. Hit subscribe and review this podcast to help others discover the power of Adobe Audition. If you'd like a full transcript of the show, head over to mrc.fm slash AAP. Thanks for listening.